fuck are we doing, ladies and goddamn gents? I'm Mario Grains, back from the dead. And I'm the trash man, Mike Page. And welcome to Canon Fails third annual Survivor Series, where we pick a Survivor Series of old at random and do a wee episode on it. This year we came up with the 1992 Survivor Series, which is like a weirdly historical pay-per-view on and of itself. I feel like this has been a year in the making, because we tempted fate last Survivor Series oh, by, fuck yeah. by picking... Survivor Series 1997 because it was a 20 year anniversary it's the only time I've ever not done it like picking the number out of hat and because the Gods of Wrestling podcast punishing us punishing us punishing us for breaking our own rules just one time for the 20 year anniversary of one of the most notorious events that ever happened in wrestling yeah we're still in Montreal baby doll like you can check out whenever you want but you can never leave yeah this is the prequel And for all you kids out there that don't get the California, there's a Hotel California reference, Google it bitches, I'm not here to educate you. Yeah. (laughs) So we've got, we broke down Survivor Series 97 last year, we got Royal Rumble 2010. I know, Which was all about Brett returning. Yeah. And now this is like a prequel to us because it's the first time that Brett and Sean ever met in the ring. And really surprising circumstances for both these men, I'm guessing. Because after WrestleMania 8, the mass exodus of wrestlers who left. Think about it. Hogan, Warrior, Jake Snake Roberts, Legion of Doom. Is there, any, is there anyone else that I'm missing here? Uh, British Bulldog, did you say? Uh, British Maybe Bulldog, yeah. Yep. Br- uh, British Bulldog and Ultimate Warrior round about the time were like the two sort of biggest names <clears throat> round about the time of the pay-per-view itself because they got shit-canned about a week or so before the pay-per-view. And both Sean and Brett got their titles in, in October. Mm-hmm. So like this is a couple of weeks before Survivor Series. Everything's changed. What is it about Survivor Series and going, right, we're going to change the world title like that? Yeah, they just <laughs> go, fuck it. <laughs> They've been doing it the past couple of years, like in recent day, WWE. Yeah, they just change everything uh, for it. Jindal's just at AJ Styles' door just now going, oh, now you know how it feels. <laughs> well, we talked about <clears throat> uh, 1992. It was an iconic year because it had arguably the best rumble and they had that big event at SummerSlam for Wem- in, uh, in Wembley. Wembley. Aye, Wembley Stadium, yeah. And that's what you're talking about, British Bulldog being like a big part of their plans. Mm-hmm. Then all of a sudden, this is right ball deep into the steroid trial. Yeah. Um, they were getting drugs for some guy over in England. So <laughs> Warrior and Bulldog had to go because Warrior actually, like, I'm sure we'll even use this picture for the... Um, the, the podcast I, I, like the display I, picture thing the display picture we'll we'll probably have Ultimate Warrior on the, the, the display picture because he was gone in a couple of weeks just <laughs> just before this event so you've still got the Ultimate Maniacs I think they were called the, uh, yeah as in Savage and Warrior they were supposed to be wrestling against uh, Rick and Razor aye but because Ultimate Warrior well, well, there, there's two reasons number one is Ultimate Warrior left because of a creative difference and the other one is the steroids mm-hmm. but either way we don't see this motherfucker till WrestleMania 12 after this. Wow. That's a long time, you know. Jesus. I, yeah, I think you're right, aye. Yeah, but we don't see him till I think he faced off against Triple H. Aye. Aye, they don't sold the pedigree. They don't sold the pedigree. Imagine him doing that now. I know. But right about this time, you know, he's... Like, had he been in and, in and out already? Like, had him and Vince butted head a couple of times be- I think be- it was before the, this? I think it was the... Sum- no, because he came back and... Uh, in fact, do you know what? If we can go back to our SummerSlam review that we did uh, for SummerSlam 91 yeah. a few months ago. Remember we were talking about Vince going, I couldn't wait to 
because it was that match if I'm not wrong yeah and he held him ransom uh huh it was that match that Vince was waiting to sack him after like his match when he teamed up with Hogan against the the fucking turncoat Sergeant Slaughter and his two cronies um wasn't that the match that Vince sacked Warrior and then he needed him because Hogan going away he came back at the veins and uh I had to face off against Randy Savage Oh no no, I didn't no, I didn't come back in a match. He came back at the very end of the show. Yeah. Like said Justice and Hogan went to a fuck finish and then the whole thing was Warrior coming out and that was kinda like the closeout of that WrestleMania. There's, Warrior's back. By the way, there's another guy that's going said Justice, a guy in nineteen eighty two who was fucking flying. Yeah. And then he's away, so all the all the big men are away. I should say that a match that was uh, planned because there's no intercontinental championship match on this card. But it was planned. For obvious to, reasons. It was planned to be the Mountie versus British Bulldog. Oh man, what could have been? What could have been? But the Mountie left. It's like, it's like the Rock and Shawn Michaels of its time. Yes, it could know? have been. I know. I know. Just like you know, we'll we'll, we'll always yearn for that. So uh, what happened was that the Mountie in his last match in a household lost in thirty seconds to Bret Hart. That's who, right. Who was the the champ at the uh-huh. time? Uh, I, should, I should say that Bret Hart won the WWF Championship in October 12th and he defeated Ric Flair in Saskatoon Saskatchewan it's quite a weird Saskatchewan Saskatchewan uh, Flair was suffering it's like Washington or sauce just say it quickly so yeah. knows yeah. don't know how to say it yeah <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm sure it'll never go there Flair, Flair was suffering from vertical because of a bone within his ear chipping I think that's where Roman Reigns lives no he lives in fucking uh, is it Tampa or something that he lives in uh, does he not have in like Oh no, I'm thinking that other funny sounding name, uh, Pensacola, Florida. Aye, aye, Pensacola, uh, Florida. Pensacola, Florida. Yeah, yeah. Like, like, I knew that he lived over in the fucking hotter bit, you know. Mm. Fucking. Aye, so Ric Flair was suffering an, an injury all the way up to this Survivor Series match. Um, he was, he was, I think he was out, out for a month because he was suffering Who's from vertical, uh, Ric Flair. Mm. So, uh, he, I read uh, something about The Undertaker uh, having a bad arm or something during this match as well. Yeah, I know. I mean, how's he going to choke people? This is 1982 oh, Undertaker. You know, God forbid. How's he going to no sell <laughs> getting his head smashed into the turnbuckle? You know? And all of, Kala- all of Kamala's fucking splashes when he finds his feet before hitting him first. <laughs> oh, wait till we fucking break that motherfucker down. Yeah, so Undertaker was a man. He's already done that for us. <laughs> yes, yes. I'm sorry. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen that interview with Undertaker with that pastor? It's like one of his no, most I, recent shoot interviews. I, and he's not done one since like 2003. So he's it's, doing one in Glasgow. Yeah, uh, inside, inside, the ropes. inside the ropes. Yeah. It's like 300 quid for a front row ticket though. Yeah, like even the standard tickets are pretty fucking dear mm. as well. They sold out like that as well. And I was like, where are these cunts getting 300 quid just to go, oh, let's go see The Undertaker? Yeah, debit card for their wrestling obsession, I'm guessing. Like, and a credit card. You know, yeah, exactly. I picked mummy and daddy up paying for that one. <laughs> yeah, but Undertaker was sick the pasta, like all these fucking injuries, and it was just like a laundry list. It was on and on wow. and on. Like he is fucked. So like, this is just the start right in nineteen ninety two. I guess putting him in a tag team match this uh, the night was I guess like the best case scenario for him. Undertaker a tag team match? Oh sorry, I thought you were talking about Flair. No, no, Flair's fine now, mm. you know. Mm. Yeah, like it's weird that he won the title twice in nineteen ninety two, isn't it, when you think about it? Like, like, Flair? Uh, it, it's it's weird that he's a two-time champ in, in one year because like everyone says that you know Vince didn't really like him and he was That's on his way out. No, but it's weird how successful uh, like nineteen ninety two was for him. But you know you can't keep a good heel down, I guess. Because it's like like again like all its time I I kind of mean this though, but uh, it's a bit like AJ Styles. Yeah, like nobody was really expecting AJ Styles to do as well as he did. 
and has done in WWE. You know, like he surpassed all expectations, but it's it's nothing to do against him. It's just how WWE treats outsiders and people that have found considerable success in other companies. So yeah, Rick especially Flair. Flair. Being, aye, so Ric Flair being given the ball, per, uh, you know. And he certainly didn't drop it. I mean, that, nah. it, it was great all year. I mean, it was shite they had that injury, but apart from that, you know, I'd say it was tremendous during 1992. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, he won, arguably, he said, but arguably the best Royal Rumble of all time. It's not my personal favourite, but, you know. What is your personal favourite? Oh, 2001. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you're just from that generation, I think. I'm the exact same. I think you're right. Like, it's kind of like a generational thing. It's like saying, I don't know, I'm trying to think of, like, a movie, you know, uh, that would have been... Like, some thing. people like Goodfellas, and some people like Godfather. Yeah. So, you know, it's like a different kind yeah. of fucking era of people. Like, personally, I like, uh, I'd say Godfather better, but, you know, that's just, like, that's up for debate, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, we should talk about Shawn Michaels here, since uh, we, were, we were talking about Brett's title victory. Shawn Michaels won the IC belt and he defeated the British Bulldog November, November 14th, Saturday night's main event. And, uh, like I said, he was supposed, the British Bulldog was supposed to face off against the Mountie. But uh, Shawn's given the title. And could you believe Sean, like, what Shawn and Brett fought, like, even, like, a year ago, if you told them that they were going to be in the main event? I know. And it just, it, I hate to say this, but... Vince is sort of proven right here because although these two are great workers they're smaller guys and it's good to see them get a chance and it was good to see the well the WWF changing kicking and screaming but after this you know their pay-per-view buy rates are down you know all the all the house shows are down I can imagine a bunch of people buying this waiting for Warrior or Hogan to eventually show up you know I know do you know what I found out actually I read this out it's a fun wee fact about the pay-per-view this is the first ever WWE pay-per-view that doesn't have Hogan or Warrior on it. And then next year, they don't have Savage either. Like, all their tested 80s baby faces. Was Savage not even on commentary the following year? I don't think so. I'm pretty... Well, he, he wasn't wrestling. He definitely wasn't wrestling. He must have been on commentary because yeah. he didn't leave the I know, he, he, he didn't leave till 94. Aye. It's hard for me to sit in this chair. Ah, uh, well, that's yeah. the, the yeah. famous quote. But yeah, <laughs> like, all the top guys are, are out and they have to use these smaller guys, but... I think that's why Vince is always a wee bit... Plus it was all about the image as well. Yeah, I think Vince is paranoid because he's used to these larger-than-life fucking souped-up wrestlers. This is the start of that era as well. I mean, it would hit a fucking... Like, it would hit its peak in, like, late 94, 95. Mm-hmm. Um, where Vince... Like, the trial's done and the heat is still kind of on him, but he has to play a much more sort of, like, family-friendly and like sort of tame safer product uh, more like athletic more about the workers mm-hmm. but even though even though you say that Vince tries to fill up, like fill a hole with the big guys by getting morbidly obese guys to be the yeah. top guys Yokozuna Bam Bam Bigelow Big V uh, Big Van Vader uh, no I, I was saying a uh, big uh, uh, Viscera I, I forgot his name back then oh Mabel aye right Mabel. aye aye yeah like you would just get big fat guys rather than big muscly guys to Vince and this justifies it because like the following pay-per-view rates and that saying is like the smaller guys just don't sell out big stadiums and big arenas and shit mm-hmm. you know like look to him and I think this kind of proves it because if I see it's like things are down yeah and uh, another fact about this Survivor Series there's only one traditional Survivor Series elimination match because and even then they kind of bend the rules a wee bit yeah uh, and it's because there's not enough wrestlers to fill out this card because it's, it's probably easier to book the kind of matches 
Like, like you, you don't need to think about too many singles matches. You go, ah, we'll just do this and we'll do that, and, and everyone will get paid, and, and everyone will be um, filling out the card for mm-hmm. like the two and a half hours or whatever. Right, it was like, who did you have fucking like doink? Uh, who by the way doesn't wrestle till a year later but he makes right. an appearance during this pay-per-view right. oh, and it's my favourite doink as well Matt Bourne yeah evil doink darker yeah. doink you know aye um, who else like like guys like fucking Damien Demento and all that it's like the great thing about Survivor Series especially back then when they kept it to the tradition and all that was that it gave everybody in the locker room who doesn't normally get pay-per-view time some pay-per-view time and easy money yeah I mean, you're, you're mostly sitting at, at the side apron mm-hmm. uh, you could be wrestling for about 5-10 minutes top sometimes yeah you know? and uh, what is it it was just not nobody was really pay-per-view ready no you know there was like a very very thin roster that we were going to be breaking down but um, the show all in all I thought was still pretty entertaining you know like, it's still like 1992 was still a good year for me, like, oh, know, I've got a soft spot. I mean, like, especially like the big four pay per views. I like, I love WrestleMania eight. Uh, I love um, fucking Wembley. Yeah, Wembley Arena. Uh, I mean, I mean, there's some good like prime time spots, uh, like uh, prime time wrestling. Mm-hmm. There's, there's some good angles on yeah. that as well. And obviously, we'll be breaking down the Royal Rumble as well. That we've talked about a wee bit. So I feel like we've set the Thanksgiving table, and now it's time to just feast upon this pay per view. No, was it Boz beating some turkey? Yes, let's yeah. go. Gobble, gobble. was held in the Richfield Township in Ohio. The venue was the Richfield Coliseum. It was November 25th, 1992. The day before Thanksgiving? Yes. They, I, I think they mentioned that a couple of times on commentary. Oh, the, yeah. like even Christmas gets in on this bitch. So. Oh, Santa gets over. I'm coming in. Santa! <laughs> Santa's... So, uh, I, don't, I don't want Santa coming in. Vince, I think he's going to scoop up my heat. <laughs> Sharpshooter <laughs> for his cheek. <laughs> oh, Sharpshooter Santa. Yeah, I know. Uh, he would, cause he's cause he's not Canadian. Do you remember that episode of Raw where Alberto Del Rio battled fuck out of Santa, and it was the only time I was like, do you know what? You are a bit of a heel, like yeah. Because the WWE, the WWE worked so hard to try and make you fucking meet them halfway and like accept Alberto Del Rio as this great heel, but it's like it was indifference. Uh, yeah, thank you. Yeah, it's like I dislike you the same way I dislike the post office. You know, like it's annoying, but. It, I'll get over it. Yeah, exactly. Uh, uh, the attendance for this event was seventeen thousand five hundred, and the pay per view buy rate was down to two hundred fifty thousand, which wow. is like a considerable drop from uh, well, especially like last year mm. and, the, and the year before that. Nineteen ninety was a fucking record year for them. SummerSlam ninety three. Eh, sorry, SummerSlam. Uh, Survivor Series ninety three is one that I hope we get soon as well. 
because it is a shit show of a show and oh I it's uh, like if you think the mass exodus of wrestlers in 92 was bad 1993 you know there's not a lot of survivors on this card I read somewhere that literally half of the wrestlers on this card okay. there's 26 people 26 guys on the card in total including the uh, dark match at the beginning where Crush beat the Repo Man yeah by the way uh, that's true that was a dark match and yeah. do you know Crush was one of the guys considered to be the guy at one point yeah yeah they pushed him a good bit in the early 93 no but what I mean is like even before that it's uh, kind of shite that he's got a dark match now I guess he's for a partner oh no but I'm saying like see if you watch like maybe the first four or five episodes of Raw mm-hmm. like ever I mean like the yeah, start yeah. of 93 Crush is pure in this like sort of uh, like Main event, like, like no, he, he, he's getting pushed to the, the top end of the it just, You can tell that Vince likes him. Yeah, you like, know, the way he talks about him. Yeah, like he's aye. looking for a guy. Aye. So I was struggling to find words for it. But because, yeah. like, Brett, you know, he, he's a safe pair of hands, but you always got the impression that Vince was always, like, cheating on him, like, scoping out for like, a hotter chick, you know? Oh, yeah, it's a bit like, um, it's like, do you remember in Extras when, when Gervais's character he gets that better agent? Yeah, but because he keeps making all these daft decisions about the sitcom being ended and trying to find a new thing to do, the agent ends up getting sick of him and like snubs him. Like tells, it, oh sorry, tells his assistant that he's like on a skiing holiday or something like that. Something that he did to somebody else while he was in a meeting with him, so yeah. he knew he was bullshitting. Yeah, Vince was like that with Crush. Absolutely, like, <laughs> it was like as soon as as soon as somebody better came along, he forgot all about Crush, and then he's fucking out the company in a couple of. Like a year oh no, he would stick around for ages, man. When did he leave, Crush? Uh, nineteen ninety eight. Really, ninety nine. Jeez, oh, he did stay for a while. Because he was in the DOA, remember? Oh fuck, I, I, right. Undertakers, mate. I know. I, I said about them the better. <laughs> anyway, a shout out vintage Vince intro, and he's joined on commentary by Bobby the Brain Heenan, who will get lots of brain scans tonight. So. Oh, they were. I am. Um, I, I forgot about the brain scans. <laughs> <laughs> he's doing the Mark Madden thing. Yeah, it's like um, a NFL like a sport analysis thing that he, he has his own unique spin on. Look at this drumstick. <laughs> yeah, we've got Alec Gordy. Yeah. The first match of tonight is High Energy, Own Heart, and Coco Beware. Uh, thanks Owen for the intro for the for this year's Survivor yeah. Series. And I'm so glad that like High Energy wouldn't exist a year from now. Like we were saying, half of the card is away yeah. by now. And uh, but Owen got to keep that theme tune for a, a, about four more years damn right five years and they gave him that garbage one at the end of 97 after Brett got screwed over yeah uh, it was like that bow, 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 bow. I like that for the straightness it's alright but it's not as good as no, the high energy one no it's so shite you love yeah. it Aye, that's definitely mm-hmm. it see Coco Beware I've always had this like dream squash match because like, if me and you were a tag team we would be the shit boys yeah okay how's the shit work Aye, because be wrestling is a shit work <laughs> So it would, we would be like public enemy, yeah, ECW, yeah. like we're shit, but we're over. Yes. You know? So we'd come down in like in a big shit truck, you know. Aye. Like we're we're just done at a music festival, getting all the shit and all that. So it's still in there, and uh, we get squashed by Coco Beware and Beetlejuice from the Howard Stern show. Yes. Like, we get our cunts kicked in. Fucking parrot picks out our fucking eyes. <laughs> I would love to get punched in the face, like for realsies, by Beetlejuice. Beetlejuice. Aye, well, he's done boxing, like. 
well, I've, I've seen him get his fucking head kicked in as well, but you know what, he's, he's, um, yeah, he's, he's got a good dig on him. I'm sure he does, but I, I just think that would be a funny visual. Yeah. Me getting punched in the face by Beetlejuice. There's, I know, I know, it would be funny, but I, there's <laughs> a couple of videos of the Howard Stern staff getting a fucking good whack by him as well. Just go like that. Fucking cracker! <laughs> <laughs> fucking Jew, you know. I'm not even Jewish, Beetlejuice! I know, I know. Well, he, he, he didn't even know that Howard Stern was fucking Jewish when he would slag off the Jews on his show and what he, an idiot <laughs> what a fucking legend though that is so good yeah uh, anyway they were versing the heads shrinkers Fatou and Samoa oh my god with no. Appa who's already talking into fucking Thanksgiving dinner uh, this gimmick's aged well eh I know like, but then it was it um, Samu that Rikishi was uh, Fatou aye he was Fatou he, he had that you know I'm cleaning up the streets gimmick in 95. Oh, the guardian angel thing, that's right. Yeah, oh. the guardian angel. And he, and he wasn't even a white teacher trying to save these kids. How do I reach these kids? Yeah, I know. He was like, yeah, I'm from the streets. Gonna, yeah. gonna take all the positivity projects. Gonna teach them how to play basketball. Teach them some motivational skills, yeah. You know, like, I'm just paraphrasing, but yeah. Yeah, that, that was his awful gimmick in, in the future. He, he doesn't get anything worth a fuck till 99. They gave almost the exact same gimmick to the big boss man when he jumped over to WCW round about the same time oh. he was literally called the guardian angel because they couldn't give him the name the boss because it was too close to big boss man and yeah. WWE owned that yeah so yeah he's uh, big bubba after that for a while yeah, yeah big bubba after that and yeah. then um, they just called him Ray Trailer after a while his Fair real name uh, right, anyway Samu ties up with Own Heart he puts Own Heart on his ass because he's too strong because he's Simone y'all uh, own heart uses speed advantage to finally get Samu off his feet. He tags in Coco. Samu accidentally knocks into Fatou on the side apron. Coco drops the both, uh, the both of them. Tries to knock their heads together, but they're Samoan, so it doesn't hurt because they've got fucking Coco in their yeah, heads. Exactly. Like that's the way Vince sees them. By the way, I know we're, uh, I don't mean to like change the subject, but how much did uh, like Rikishi look like his boys now in this match? Oh, definitely. Yeah, definitely. Aye. Like, that's that's something I noticed right away because mm-hmm. he's not a big fat bitch yet. Nah, he's big not. Big dimply arse yet. <laughs> Remember in the Royal Rumble when he was pure crushing it and for some reason the camera just zoomed on like right on his arse. Oh, my mum loved that, you know that. Except he was fucking, <laughs> what's her name from New Japan? Oh, what's her fucking name? Is it her with the bunny ears? Aye, Peter, I think her name is. Aye. Aye, with the bunny ears. Like, those cameramen are not shy. Oh, the Tokyo you know? pimps. Aye, aye. That's part of that. <laughs> Uh, Coco whips off the ropes, he smacked him in the back with a bamboo stick from Afra. Afra's still having a munch at, at this point in the match. The head shrinkers lay in the boots, a double head back to Coco. Coco's fucked now, the head shrinkers isolate him in a corner, they taunt Owen. Coco just makes the hot tag to Owen and drop kicks for everyone. High crossbody manoeuvre from top rope to Samu, he's broken up by Fatou. A power slam by Samu to Owen. Fatou gets on Samu's shoulders in the corner and splashes on to Owen for the win. And we get the first brain scan analysis of the night. Like, look at this turkey! Ah, uh, that's right, he draws a big turkey dead quickly. I, I, I wonder if he did that in, like, live at the time as well. It could have, because they, they, they do that in, like, sports scene and match of the day. My, that big Mark Madden guy, who isn't a football player, by the way. No, he's a, just a famous commentator. Why is, why is the game named after him, then? Because he's just he's a big charismatic figure in that sport, I'm guessing. That's like, that's like every WWE game... That comes out called like like Maro, like Meltzer two K nineteen or something like that. You know what I mean? Yeah, but I mean, see if like a lot of smarts out there, they love that. They love it to be called Meltzer two K nineteen. 
Aye. Uh, like, do you know what? They actually do rate your matches out of stars, like out of five stars now in the later on games. Like, if you have a really good match, you'll get four or five stars. Aye. Fuck's sake, man. That's just so weird to think about now. No. Oh, fucking hell. Uh, backstage, Sean Mooney describes the stipulation of the nightstick on a pole match that we've got. By the way, see Sean Mooney. I can't remember where I heard it, but see, like... I, like it's some, it's the way Sean Mooney talks, where he just picks random words and sentences to extenuate. <laughs> <laughs> and once you hear that, aye, like, you'll, you'll never not see him do that. So Sean Mooney here with the World Wrestling Federation, like not the World, you know, Flower Boy Federation, the World, not the World, you know, Antiquing Federation, the World Wrestling Federation. It's like someone's like pinching his ass, and he's just like trying yeah. to draw notes it, like. Aye. Uh, they're all wrestling federation. I, I, like it's just it's pure not normal. That's not how normal people talk. That's like a an announcer voice kind oh, of thing. Big you know? thing. Aye. Uh, Niels comes in and he says he's been waiting to get revenge on Bossman because he's, he's innocent. But this is the first stupid storyline into it where like I like it. Big Bossman used to batter him in prison. Like he was he was like a tough warden on him. Yeah, I know. And uh, Niels. Oh, by the way, can we just talk about this match? I'll uh, just lower the pitch of our voices. Yeah, like through the whole match, right? Boss man, I'm gonna kick your stinking face. But like, he has the weirdest voice. That's it, not his real voice. Like something to like, like a nightmare. That's not his real voice. No, no, they 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 took his they took that promo and then for some reason Vince just wanted to give him a deeper voice. So the sound editors or whatever it is uh, lowered down the pitch of his voice to give him this pure creepy deep voice I was wondering how it sounded so fucking demonic actually. yeah yeah it, 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 it does make it more intimidating I'll, I'll well, I thought that. you knew that there. No. that's why I made that joke no no fucking hell aye for some reason Vince wanted nails to have this pure real demon voice you know like, what what was the crime? Is it like a child molester or something like that? Because if we oh got... well, he was uh, parking tickets. Bobby Heenan said that on commentary. <laughs> he was away at the flower shop to get some flowers for his mum on Mother's Day, ah, and right. the wind blew the parking ticket off. He wasn't even aware of it. <laughs> now he's doing hard time of getting butt raped by Bubba. <laughs> Two thousand and so many days. That's like seven years for a parking ticket. I know. <laughs> Maybe he was like Charlie Bronson and just like, just decided don't park on a double yellow line. Eh? Like, just don't park in a double yellow line. Remember when he got in there, he just decided to be like, do a Charlie Bronson and just like stay in there and just battle pocket guards and you know, <laughs> let's have it, you fucking cunts! I know what, like, he's in solitary confinement for nothing, Aye. for parking tickets. <laughs> <laughs> Big boss man comes up with him with some sedatives like that. We want you to take these, these pills to calm you down. Nails us like that. Shove them up your fucking ass. Could you imagine nails naked with oil over them? <laughs> like paint. Yeah. Oh, he's got the sunglasses and he starts painting pictures of He's got hundreds of paintings of boss man everywhere. This story could have went that way, man. Yeah, I know. But, but, but he had to go and choke out Vince over a pay dispute, didn't he? Oh my fucking god, that's right. I forgot all about that. See, once we nail sort of saved Vince's bacon, because he comes in with that fucking neck brace. In... Is that why he wears the neck brace? Well, I always put two and two together and thought that because it was, it wasn't that long after that, wasn't it? No, nah, all this stuff, like, like he was still facing the trial of his life. Yeah, right about this time. And then I... Neil's, like, he wasn't like a credible witness, and the fact that it threatened him, I think they've got some sympathy for. Oh, that's Vince. right, because Neil's uh, testified against him. Yeah. Neil's, I hate you because I created you, and you turn your back on me. Just like Hogan, <laughs> and Vince versus Neil's in Mania Twenty. Why didn't they get that? I know. Uh, again, what, cheat it. What could have been? I know. No mountain, no, no nails, no nothing. I know. We ask it. Mean Gene is with the big boss man. 
He knows the crimes that Nails has committed against society. He will make sure Nails serves hard time. And this is brilliant. He notices Nails is already in the ring. So <laughs> just bolts. So the second match, they pull a stick. Nails versus Big Bossman. Bossman runs from backstage to stop Nails from grabbing the nightstick. He's, he's already in it. How funny with this the match? Fly bastard. I know. Well, well, you know what? He's an ex-con. So, yeah. So like, that kind of makes sense for his character. So no problem. Would Look, that still count if he did it before the bell rang, or would he have to put it back up and start again? Oh, I imagine like um, Jack Tunney came out and made him do it. Oh like, fuck. Okay, Niles, put it back up. Okay. By the way, nobody liked him, Jack Tunney. Was he not like um, a son of a famous like, wrestling promoter or something? Know, like he Jack just kind of disappeared in WWE. Never talk about him anymore unless it's something bad. I think they killed him. <laughs> like they killed him. Like, like Vince had him killed. Like, like Vince had him whacked yeah. by the mafia. I uh, like Triple H. Fucking, <laughs> it's like you know how that's in Goodfellas when uh, is it Maury, the wee big guy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They stabbed in the back of the head with a screwdriver. Yeah, like, that's he, what he doesn't even see it coming. That's up to Jack Tony. Uh, and it's just tr- it's just Shane like that with the screwdriver in the back of the head. And he's like, does he ever shut the fuck up? Like, <laughs> <laughs> I can imagine Shane saying that. And he's kind of hey, Lord's voice. Uh, Hey, Lois! <laughs> yeah. uh, Bossman stops him and hammers away at Nails. Nails starts choking Bossman, punches him in the face. This is a bowling shoe ugly match, which I'm fine with because I love Bossman and I just love his big ugly matches that he has back here. Mm. Uh, it's just punches by both wrestlers. This isn't the only famously ugly on a pole match that Ray Triller would have this decade either. Yeah, have we not called one with fucking Big John Tenter? Yeah, but that's another thing that our fans are going to need to wait on. No, I'm, I'm pretty sure we've, we've done Yes, we have, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. but I don't want to talk too much about it here. Yeah, okay, uh, fair enough. Uh, Bossman almost gets a nightstick. He's sent crashing to the mat by Nails. Chin lock time. Bossman fights out. Big dummy Nails misses with a splash. Nails climbs the pole. Bossman pulls away Nails' leg and there's a hard landing on the top rope. His boys get it, basically. <sighs> Both men try to clothesline each other and it looks like utter shit. Utter fucking garbage. Uh, Bossman climbs up and grabs a nightstick. It's hard times for Nails here. Neil's elbows Bossman, has turned to dish out some brutality with a nightstick. He misses Bossman who bounces off the ropes. He hits the Bossman slam for the win. Justice wins. Does this continue after the, the, this uh, feud? I doubt it. Like, so like, this was just like the conclusion of it? I'm pretty sure Bossman was one of the few guys that would get, you know, like along with Neil's. They would have to sling his hook soon after this. Oh, that's right. Yeah. I, 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 boss man's gone as well. See, mm. like, I just forget. He'll just fucking get yeah. the fuck after this. Uh, in 1993, WCW, like, so, like, you could say the same about, like, 97, 98. Uh, WCW being the same way, but 93 was the same. Like, Bulldog was, like, three months from now, Bulldog would be wrestling Vader for the World Championship. Yeah, they, they took advantage of that trial, big uh, time, and, like, the scrutiny that was on Vince at the time. Aye. I mean, like, we are, like, within seven months of the Shockmaster debuting. Oh, yes. Who's on this card? Is it? Typhoon. That's right. Mm-hmm. Oh, God, I Typhoon was Shockmaster. Yeah. Jesus. What did, you, what did you think of the night stick on a pole match? Um, just a typical dumb gimmick match? Yeah, it's two big dumb guys. I liked the storyline, though. I thought that was kind of funny. Bobby Heenan made it entertaining on commentary yeah, and the parking yeah. ticket story. Yeah, I forgot all about that. <laughs> and, uh, what is it? What else? Yeah, just that, like it's just such a goofy thing. Like you can't hate it too much, you know. And Re- wrestling's supposed to be fun, and, and this was fun for me. And going back and doing these retro pay per views, I love Big Boss Man. Like, oh, he's, he, he just sound. He just seems like such a sound guy. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, he just he just has these big fucking 
ugly matches where he just socks people. I just love it. Like, he, like he, having Mount, he's a classic. Aye. Like I know this is going to sound cheesy, but he seems like a genuinely positive male role model for kids. That character. Yeah, like back you know? then. Aye. But is he not like a mayor or something? No, not like a mayor, like, like a senator. No, what do you call it? Like what Kane is like a mayor of his town. Yeah. Uh, years later, or, mm. or did he run for mayor? I have no idea. I'm, I'm pretty sure he, he did later on in his life. Fucking wrestles and politics, that's weird, isn't it? Yeah. Like, Rhino was running for mayor of, like, his wee town in Michigan. It he, must didn't, be, he didn't win, but... It must be the presence in the promos, like... Yeah. American voters like promos. Like, 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 right, you know what? Good politicians and good wrestlers, they know how to hold a crowd. Yeah. You know, they know how to play to the camera. They know what to say most of the time. Yeah, well, Jesse Ventura is, like, one of the most successful ones oh, yeah. ever, you know? Yeah. Um, fucking... Aye, sorry, I've lost my train of thought there. Uh, backstage, Mean Gene interviews Ric Flair and Razor Ramon, or should it be Gene Mean, as Razor calls him? Gene Mean, you would do that, that all the time. No, but I do love that. Aye. It's just like one of the things I really liked about the Razor Ramon character. Do you know what I loved about this? Is that even though when Rick was talking, I just couldn't stop looking at Razor Ramon because he just kept doing like actions to what Rick was saying. That's what I love. Aye. That's what I absolutely loved about it. And I was like, do you know what this is? This guy is one of the new guys and he just wants to be noticed yeah. tonight. That's his job tonight, you know? Make, like, leave a mark, like, make an impression at, ev- at, like, at every possible opportunity. And it was all because Vince had never seen Scarface and thought that Razor Ramon was a fucking genius idea that he created. Yeah. Because Ben's never watched his movies apart from fucking Me, Myself and Irene or something like that. <laughs> American Pie 2. Yeah, like, they're like his favourite movies. Well, what was the other one where the guy, the fucking Ben Stiller gets his dick caught? There's something about Mary? Yeah, that's like his favourite movie. Or like your gross out comedy? Yeah, Ben Stiller's oh, that shit. Like, from what I've heard for like... He's such a fascinating, <laughs> weird human being. I mean, like... It makes a lot of sense, though, like, with the angles we've got in the WWF that he does like gross out comedy. Yeah, definitely. I mean, May Young giving birth to the hand and yeah, that's just him, uh, the Kiss My Ass Club and all that shit. It's a strange fellow. Aye. I would love to meet him, man. Yeah. Just like, talk to him for a good half hour about like literally anything. Yeah, well, you'd need to yeah. play on with drinks to get anything out of Huh? You would need to play on with drinks, like scotch on the rocks. Oh, we'll go to my work then. It's one fifty a pint if you work there. Alright, <laughs> <laughs> Vince, if you're listening. <laughs> Mike Reyes wants to pick your brain. Uh, Gene says that Macho Man picked Rick's old associate, Mr. Perfect, to be his partner because he was still out with an injury from 1991, uh, from SummerSlam 91. That's like, right. He was winding down it, last time he spoke about Mr. Perfect mm-hmm. and now he's just coming back. Like, like, I don't know if he was fully fit yet, like judging by this tag team match, but um, by this time next year he had a great match against Ric Flair on, on Raw. Oh yeah, the, it it's actually, it's arguably the first ever like great match on Raw yeah it was a loser leaves town match Flair was leaving going back to WCW uh, yeah great fucking match see Mr. Perfect see because he's like really bad injuries was it drugs that killed him in the end I can't I think so even remember like, a heart I attack I know that was the yeah but he, like, he must have had to like you know, yeah, exactly. self medicate you, you don't just randomly get a heart attack for no reason yeah not, like, not most of the time I feel it? like after 91 he, like, he was never the same like he probably did like self medicate a lot mm. or, like, I kind of get that impression from him he looked different and everything man like he looked older yeah you know? but it was still cool to see him return in the 2002 Royal Rumble yeah he even had a run in the company for a while after that yeah. he was in the final three of that match I, I, him coming yeah it was awesome uh, footage from Primetime Wrestling of Macho Man announcing that Mr. Perfect is going to be his partner but it's all because Bobby Heenan's like nah nah like you know 
That's a perfect. No, I, I love how Hillbilly Jim and Hacksaw Jim Duggan are like, what? Like, what? what, what, what me? What? Yeah, they just kind of like sitting there, but like, that's a perfect sticker, like Bobby Heenan and like, just talking them down and saying yeah. that you need to stay in Rick's shadow. And it's just so funny seeing Bobby raging when he says, like, I will be the fucking partner of Macho Aye. Man, and he just slaps perfect. Oh, but he shits instantly regrets it. He's like, I'm sorry, I didn't mean it, I didn't mean it. Look, I, I'm on, I'll get down on one knee, I'm sorry. He's like, look what they're making us do. <laughs> That's the best bet. That's yeah. the best bet. He goes, look what they've done with Mr. Perfect. <laughs> so Perfect instantly turns face here. Oh my God. Like, he is so pathetic in this, in this scene, in this that's he was saying. never afraid to be the pathetic weasel. Yeah. And I think that's why he's a, like one of the many reasons why he's a fucking legend. But do you know what the genius thing about it is? You, you know he's still lying through his teeth. Yeah. Everything he's saying is a barefaced lie. All the promises that he's making Mr. Perfect, it's all still a lie. He just doesn't want Perfect to leave the, the group with him and Flair. Because he helped Flair win back the title against Macho. So mm-hmm. like, Mr. Perfect was always good to be there. Yeah. To make sure that you know it's all a fair to flare. I'll buy you a car. I'll buy you a boat. <laughs> <laughs> That's one thing that's missing wrestling. This prime time wrestling, which is a sit down with the wrestlers and they don't need to yeah. like be like talking to fans or like it. It seems more natural. Aye. Because like see when like like there's certain angles in wrestling where it's just, like it can take you out sometimes that like they're doing this in the ring. Yeah, I remember it was actually last week on Raw. Um, Corey Graves wanted to have like a sort of interview with Seth Rollins Aye. and I was like oh that's cool we sit down interview I like it when they do these things but it wasn't it was in the ring yeah it, it just seemed dead un- unnatural Aye. you know what I mean whereas like time wrestling it was like a sit down and I think wrestlers are better at conveying emotions and like these kind of settings that's why talking smack was so good and even people like Baron Corbin felt more natural than oh, they, yeah. they, they would in yeah. the ring it's, it's something that's missing for wrestling you know like Bring back primetime wrestling. That's like my wee. Or something like that. Like aye, half hour aye, aye, change the name because uh, like, I know that he's hate the past a wee, but um, like, change the name, but just like something similar to it would, would be great. So Bobby's raging, I, I, like I say, is perfect space. Back to Rick. He says that Mr. Perfect has threw it all away. The opportunity of a lifetime. You got to stand next to greatness. Like That's the way he sees it. It's a yeah. brilliant wee promo. Oh, fuck yeah. And uh, Razor's part are like, nobody's perfect, man. Perfecto, we're gonna carve you up. Awesome. He would go on to just say that all the time. That was like one of my favourite catchphrases I had. See, whenever I do an impression of Razor Ramon or even Scott Hall, it's hey yo, and we're gonna carve you up. And we throw the toothpick. I thought the machismo gimmick was dynamite. Yeah. If your looks and sounds like a guy who would fuck your girlfriend and you would never find out about it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he just oozes yeah. machismo. Like you always said. The third match, Rick Martel versus Tatanka. Uh, Rick Martel's wearing like this wee gay pirate hat, but he's taking the feather from Tatanka's um I don't know what you call it, like his big um, boa. His head like, thing. Uh, <laughs> That's not the one for it either, but uh, yeah. Like he's oh, what the fuck is that he's called? Native American headdresses or I don't know what you fucking call Aye. But anyway, he stole the feathers, so like that's like um like offensive to his culture. I always liked Tatanka. Yeah, and he was undefeated for like a year or something. But the Tatanka? Oh. Always thinking just like the slaggings that Bobby gave him. Like, oh, just the, the fucking outdated slaggings. Yeah, greeting Native Americans a lot. Hey, how are you? Hey, how are you? Got just, well, you British serious. Just your racist uncle. I know. That's all he was. <laughs> that's exactly it. Tie up, Martel starts posing. Tatanka fires out the corner with a few power moves. 
Martel takes his time getting the ring and he has Wordsworth to thank her, like just face to face here. Mm-hmm. Uh, who knocks Martel out of the ring again. He sees the midsection by Martel, he drops to thank her foot first onto the top rope, which is like a sort of like thing they always do. Remember this time in, in wrestling, they always use that top rope or the fucking turnbuckle, mm-hmm. like foot first. It's just like a 1990, early, early 90s thing. Aye. Uh, blatant chokes to Tatanka on the mat. Tatanka breaks out submission, lands a suplex. Don't the clown appears now and starts making like blown animals, like a wee sausage dog and that. He's just fucking with the crowd. Like, like the crowd are getting proper raging. Like, look, I can take a drop, get the fuck, you know? There was actually a guy that just stands up and goes, like, Get the hell out of here! Like, he's so annoyed at the He just hates Doink so much. <laughs> Tatanka chops Martel, uh, launches him from the side apron, those tomahawk chops. Mm. Uh, more heel tactics by Martel to gain momentum. Back to the submission hold. Tatanka fights out the hole and big chops to Martel. Martel misses Tatanka, hits the steel post. Tatanka near fall with the baseball slide. Hip toss and Martel throws Tatanka over the top rope. Martel throws Tatanka back first in, onto the ring apron. He works on Tatanka's back in the ring now. He climbs the middle rope and Tatanka catches him with an arm hawk chop. He does a Indian war dance around the ring. A big chop from the top rope and he wins with a Samoan drop. And Doink is still fucking with the fans. But after all the balloon animals, he pops them all. Yeah. And I thought that was genius. See, uh, Martel and Tatanka, was this feud for, from was this from SummerSlam? Was this like a like their second match? Or, or, or did Martel ha- get a match with Tatanka at that SummerSlam? I can't remember. I can't even remember now. But I, f- I feel like this has been quite a long feud. Hmm. I didn't even know it was a feud. I thought it was just an exhibition match. No, no, no. It's like the whole fucking stealing the feathers. And oh, shit of I, course like, I. Well, Martel I mean, he fucker. beats Martel back and he gets the feathers off. Do you know what? This wasn't a bad match. No, Tatanka's, uh, Tatanka was always a really underrated guy, I thought. Yeah. You know, he was pure popular. Like, I don't know what it was, but I. No, the, the crowd are going daft him. They turned him heel in 95 and it was pure, like, wet. I know. I know. Yeah. Did that have a wee run in 2008 or something? Did that come back for a wee while? Like, for a couple of weeks? I don't know. I'm, I'm I think sure so that he put against Jericho and shit like that. So like, it's just yeah. like it's, it, it was one of the most surprising returns ever in the and WWE. He was in the he was in the Andre Battle Royal at WrestleMania thirty two a couple of years ago. Yeah, well that too. But I mean, like it's just weird. Just like he just decided to come back for a well. Like this kind of early nineties character that they'd been forgotten about. Too Mister Perfect, you could say. Yeah, but Mister Perfect, I'd say, is more um, iconic. Mm. No offense to Tanka, but Mister Perfect is fucking yeah, yeah, absolute yeah. Hall of Famer legend to me. Uh, backstage, Sean Mooney with the unlikely duo of Ma- Macho Man and Mister Perfect. Perfect taunts Flea on him human and what razor, razor oozes is not machizo. He stinks. He's been held back by Heenan and Ric Flair which is true in a way. Mm-hmm. And uh, Macho talks about surviving. He doesn't like or trust Perfect but respects him as an athlete. This is Why are you telling him this now? I know. You know, like your match is in two minutes. I know, like so much for like, team morale. I don't <laughs> trust you but I don't want to tell you something Mr. Perfect. I think you're a fucking asshole. <laughs> But I like you, and I think we can make the perfect team, yeah, you know? And if you get out of line, I'll split your fucking head. <laughs> Let me tell you something, perfect. Don't fuck me on this. Don't you ever try to fuck me, alright? Vince is just throwing down the headset. <laughs> Running to the fucking backstage area. <laughs> you just give me Jane like, Christ! <laughs> Because like Sean Mooney's never seen, but you hear me doing in the background. <laughs> Fuck it! <laughs> Fourth match tag team. Uh, Ric Flair and Reason One versus the Perfect Tag Team, Macho Man and Mr. Perfect. Big pop for Macho, who takes the mic to introduce Mr. Perfect. Bobby unloads his 
hates being on Mr. Perfect. Oh my god. It's just him. Yeah. He hates him. He's like, he's ruined it for everyone. Aye. It's like fucking uh, Rap Devil versus Killshot. Like the venom. Yes. (laughs) The the fire. Yes. Returning to the ring, Perfect starts off against Razor Ramon. He hasn't missed a beat. He pisses off Razor and Rick because he's like, um, like, you'd think he'd be a bit rusty, but he's fucking kind of like embarrassing Razor a wee bit here. Oh, yeah. Uh, Razor grabs a handful of Perfect's hair and takes him to, to his corner. Perfect fights out and chops Flair. Razor tags in Flair, who runs into a right. Famous Flair selling here, like the backdrop, the falling over the thumbnail. Oh, yeah, like, yeah. you know, Flair does have a formula to his matches, but that does that's not necessarily a bad thing. Matchell throws him back in for some more. Uh, he tags um, he tags in Matchell, who does a top rope double axe handle. Matchell takes down Flair and Razor. He's on a, he's on fire right now, yeah. actually. Rick and Razor get uh, get it together and they work well beating up Macho, exchanging tags. Razor is stretching Macho. He has assistance from Rick while the ref's back is turned. There's lots of this during the match, actually. Uh, a fight back from Macho comes to nothing. He's thrown over the top rope and Razor smashes him o- off the steps. Uh, it's just like a long beating here that Macho takes. And I mm-hmm. think this is because Mr. Perfect isn't quite match fit yet. So like, he's to sort of like take most of the, most of the beating in, in this right. match. Uh, speaking of Mr. Perfect, he's uh, caught walking up the aisle. He's, he's a bit conflicted I didn't like this at all I don't know why they've they, they done this it, it didn't really go anywhere uh, nah because he just went he just changed his mind again and went back I, like, he walks back and Razor Ramon uh, suckers perfect into in the ring and the, the ref pounces and then they get a double team match for some more mm-hmm. so the beating on match will now has been over 10 minutes so this is what I'm talking about maybe perfect just wasn't ready yet Aye. Like he, was, he was just about ready for a tag match. It's a longer match than I remember. Yeah. I rem- uh, I, well, they're giving a, a lot aye. of time here. I'll say the same thing about Michaels and uh, I know I said Austin there. Uh, Mike, Michaels and Bret Hart. Oh, well, I've got a story uh, about that. But yeah, I'm yeah, I know. Aye, aye. Uh, Flair's taunting perfect now. Uh, Maxwell throws Rick off the top rope. A hot tag to perfect, and he's all over Razor. He takes out Flair as well. There's fighting in the aisle, and Rick Flair hits Maxwell with a chair. Perfect accidentally runs out of the ref, and, an, and another ref just comes down right away. Like fucking WWF No Mercy for the N64. Where's this efficiency? I know, like this never happens in wrestling. <laughs> like another, like 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 other refs are just on the fucking on the bench. Go 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 go! Hammer's <laughs> down, you little guy, you're up. <laughs> go go go! <laughs> Smacks his ass when he's yes. running to get off. Exactly. Uh, uh, perfect versus the Razor's Edge and hits the perfect flex. Rick breaks up. He hits Rick now with the perfect flex and Razor breaks up this time. The match is thrown out. After all this, it's been a pretty fucking long match, and we, and we, and we get like a DQ. Yeah, but back then that was still like like everyone was still happy. The uh, I know people were the bitching. perfect tag team won. Yeah, you know a post match beat down on perfect match runs in with a chair. I'm guessing that's a chair that was attacked by Rick earlier on. Uh huh. And he sends him packing. I love how he gives. Um, what is it? Excuse me. Uh, match was in the the figure four, and perfect gives him the chair. And there's a good, like, fucking moment here where Savage just has to build up some momentum before he smashes the chair into Flair. Yeah, I was like naffed into it's it. It's like, Flair, like, didn't you see all that go down? Uh, like, you, you, you could have done a runner in the time that it took, you know? Oh, he's still suffering from, from, from fucking vertical. Oh, right, I so, that, that's, that's what I'll say. Like, that explains everything. Uh, the ref announces that match run perfect when the match for a DQ. So this sends the fans home happy. Yeah. Like, you know, the perfect tag team, and they both kind of, like, uh, embrace in the ring. He plays Hulk Hogan's theme tune. Like, <laughs> just, just cause. Yeah, you know? just cause. Because, we need you back, Terry. 
Backstage, <laughs> backstage me and June interviews the losers. Uh, player and Razor will end this for good. But this actually doesn't go anywhere after this. Nah. There's no conclusion. So for all the fucking... Razor Ramon oh, actually gets a title shot in a couple of months against Brett. Yeah, that's right. Uh, Brett, the fighting champion. I love how Ric Flair's ranting, right? He's ranting raving about this... Uh, about the lo- this loss and like Razor and Wood looks like Ric Flair's loyal dog it's just like you know how that Bill Burr bit aye where he's talking about how the dog your dog um, picks up and vibes shadows your, your vibes aye. so if you're angry the dog's angry yeah. so if I'm watching football I'm like are you fucking kidding me and the dog is like are you fucking kidding me like, yeah like he's just picking up a Ric's vibe like he's yeah. owner <laughs> He's, he's even got like a wee collar like a dog like that big gold fucking big <laughs> <laughs> golden collar yeah it would be like a Doberman or something like that mm. if, if it had turned into a dog fair enough uh, the fifth match Yokozuna with Mr. Fuji versus Virgil so we're in for a treat here oh. middle of the match just do you know what I love classic. It? I, I love how much Vince is like oh look at Virgil here he comes like it's like oh we're in for some fun now with Virgil's yeah. here we are not getting Virgil versus Ted DiBiase from last year with this match I'll tell you that right fucking now no this is a this is a squash match yeah um, Yokozuna's presented with flowers from the Geisha girls very like uh, this like Simone's getting treated like an honorary Asian man yeah <laughs> I thought it was alright though yeah I mean like the gimmick I liked Yokozuna and do you know what I just realised he um Main evented his first WrestleMania. Yeah, Vince he won like, his first Royal Rumble. Yeah, like Vince wanted that. Well, and Hogan, they wanted that big heel to fucking squash, didn't they? Mm. And like yeah. he was the next one in line. I know, but I'm saying that's like Brock Lesnar levels of fucking. Nah, like he had like, a good fucking like straight to the top. Like Brock Lesnar was in the mid card for like five seconds, and then he was champion before anybody could say, "Here comes the pain." Well, that well, that's a good point. Yokozuna was pushed pretty fucking quickly. Yeah, uh, Virgil runs into Zuna. He can't knock him down. He runs into a back kick from Zuna. What a what a what a over from Luca Zuna here. Uh, Virgil has Zuna rock. He butts off the ropes, but he runs into a side block slam. Splash onto Virge. Splash onto him in the corner. Banzai drop. It's fucking over. Luca Zuna is victorious. I hate that Banzai drop because it kind of reminds me of the. It reminds me. Of, I, I think it was Lex Luger he did it to, and his foot slipped a wee bit when he landed on the floor, and all of Yoko's weight went on to Luger's chest and he stole it out of his mouth oh man like, like I think it was Luger like I just know that there's a story there where Yokozuna accidentally he slipped his foot slipped I guess there was some sweat or some water or something on the I ring. think if he didn't like you he would sometimes do it do, do, do like, I've uh, read that in the, in the past about Yokozuna who wants to piss off Yokozuna have you seen that part of Takers uh, yeah he was the yeah. ESKs the, the, the Bone Street crew aye uh, the Bone Street aye. crew <laughs> do you know what I love that for years the 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 fan theory if you will was yeah. that the Bone Street crew were like a group of backstage like kind of like the clique you know there was The Undertaker Paul Bearer Savio Vega Yokozuna um, who else who else was in the BSK Rikishi and uh, oh, Fatu and Faru and The Godfather yeah and um, they were there to quote unquote police the click. They did do a good job then. Uh, exactly, but the that click documentary that came out a couple years ago, uh. they started talking. There was a wee bit where they started talking about the BSK, uh. and even the Undertaker was like, "No, nah, we just hung out and played dominoes and had a few beers. We weren't there to like run shit." 
you know. <laughs> yeah. After all that, Aye, after, after all, all that, the hype, they were called the Bone Street Crew because they played dominoes all the time, and Bones is like a nickname for dominoes, like the wee play pieces when you play dominoes. That's fucking lame. Hilarious at the same time. <laughs> the fucking hair club for men. Speaking you know? of hilarious, actually, we got a brain scan from the bands I dropped that Yokozuna does. Look at this! Look at this! Drumstick! Yeah, he draws a big drumstick on his and fat leg. And he's landing against some mashed potatoes! <laughs> Vince is buckling, by the way, here. Like, Vince is proper... Like, it's that fake laugh, Vince. Like, he's proper fucking laughing here. <laughs> oh, like, I wasn't laughing that hard watching it, but I think about it, like, the turkey landed in his mouth. Like, the fact he's giving references. Yeah. I love it, it's so funny. Speaking of Turkey, backstage, Sean Mooney interviews a celebrating perfect team. And Mr. Perfect has a perfect gift for Flair and Razor, and he hands out a couple of turkeys. And this wee one that represents Bobby the Brain Heenan. That's right, aye, it's, it's a pretty wee, lame looking. It's a wee rotisserie chicken that you'd buy from Tesco. Yeah. Like the wee ready, heated fucking meat aisle bit yeah. in Tesco. So, like, lots of turkey references here because Thanksgiving's the next day. The sixth match is our only traditional Survivor Series elimination tag match of the night. And even then, it isn't 100% traditional. It's not because, no. if you're, like, well, first of all, it's the Beverly Brothers with Brain, uh, Mandy Savage's brother. Oh, uh, the genius. Aye, Aye, the genius. And Ted DiBiase in IRS Money Inc. versus, uh, with Jimmy Hart, versus the Natural Disasters and the Nasty Boys. Who did Jimmy Hart betray to join Money Inc., uh, Money Inc. again? Was it the Natural Disasters? Uh, uh, right about this time maybe because remember he was man. was, was he managing them the National Disasters I think it was National Disasters because it certainly wasn't the Nasty Boys it certainly wasn't them no so I'm guessing that was what was happening around the, the tag team division at this time was the National Disasters for heels about a year ago as well yeah oh I'm confused <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty sure Jimmy was I was kind of gutted we didn't get a poem at the beginning of the match like the genius does I know we get fucked yeah. over here in fact, IRS just takes the mic and goes, pay your fucking taxes, then that's it. Aye, you know how to survive, pay your taxes. It's like, that, that's, that's got to be the worst one yet. Yeah. <laughs> like, um, Ohio got fuck all from him. Yeah. Like, he does not give a shit about that town. Because he would get really good at that. He would start like, talking about like tax cheats and all that. And he would get like a bit of a heel, uh, what is it, re- reception. Yeah, but this is just no effort whatsoever. Like He just wants to go home for his fucking turkey, doesn't he? Uh, the stipulation of this match is if one of your, the tag team members gets pinned, the tag team are out of the match. Do you know what I just realised? Sorry to cut you off. I was uh, done. Sorry. This would this would be a this would be a pay per view on a Sunday night, yeah. Yes. Imagine having to arrange like a big Thanksgiving dinner with your whole family on a Monday. I bet they're off. Oh right, of course. It's, it's a holiday. It's a fucking holiday. Work. Right, right. <laughs> like they're all fucking fat bastards watching the. I just Super thought. Bowl I just thought it was a bit more like, like not like Christmas or New Year's. I just thought it was always a bit more like Easter or fucking. No, it's uh, not. It's a big day. Everything's shut down. Or Halloween. No, like, like, everything's shut down really. Okay. Uh, for Thanksgiving in America. Right. Well, that's. I. I feel stupid. <laughs> Rightfully so. Yeah. The natural disasters throw their weight around and squash the Beverly Brothers. The Nasties continue this one-sided beatdown. They're just getting their arse kicked to Beverly's right now. Mm. Uh, Money Inc. double-team Jerry Sags. The teammates then take turns beating Sags' ass. Big Small is the baby-faced team stand, stand tall. Earthquake eliminates the Beverly's. Just Money Inc. against the natural disasters and the, the Nasties now. So Money Inc. do the smart thing and they keep Earthquake down and they isolate him. A hot tag to, to Typhoon. Nasties double clothesline Debbie Assey over the ropes. 
But as Ted goes over the ropes, he grabs Typhoon's leg, and this is enough for IRF to pin him because it's Survivor Series and your fucking energy meters down. Aye, aye, it's, it's like um, doing a finisher earlier on in the match uh, does more damage. Yes. You know? It's like Cena could fucking uh, hit the attitude adjustment on Ziggler right off the bat and pin him. Done. That's really done. Just because it's Survivor Series. So a second after this, the Natural Disasters quick roll up to IRS and the Nasty Boys win it for. No, the Nasty Boys quick roll up IRS. No, fucking great guys. Fucking the Nasty Boys. The Nasty Boys win it for their Survivor Series team. Not much a match to talk about here. No. Oh, uh, Jimmy Hart had a cool jacket with the money out thing. I didn't even know he was with them because I don't think that would last long. Me and you were exchanging texts actually about Jimmy Hart. (laughs) Like, just still in the early 90s, like Jimmy Hart on on the side apron doing his usual shit, like his megaphone, and then getting knocked off a side apron into a barbed wire board (laughs) that was there the whole time. And as he falls at the barbed wire board, he's like, ah, shit, baby! Ah, shit, baby! I feel like I've just shit out of a fucking thorn bush, baby! Really? Just, like, he wasn't expecting it to be that sore, he's breaking character. And this <laughs> kid's just, like, crying into the Hulk Hogan teddy bear, like, <laughs> What are you fucking crying for? I got a fucking blade in my ass! I'm Get my... the fucking crew on my face! Get out of my face! I think I broke my shit! <laughs> Fucking Patterson and Briscoe and like look at the flyers out trying to cut with the fucking bad boy. <laughs> but they're getting him the fuck out of there because he's making an arse of this. Like he's shouting in some Ma's face, like get the fucking gun out of my face. I'll have your fucking black ball for wrestling. Your whole fucking family, baby. And the the biggest mystery is who put that bad boy on board there. <laughs> because see the reason I thought that is. Jimmy always got the kind of cheesy beatdown by the... Yeah. Like, he'd, he'd also get like hurt a wee bit, but I just thought, take it to the extreme, he falls out of a barbed wire board, fuck it. <laughs> Half his fucking mullet's gone. Oh! Oh, no, not the mullet. Yeah. Do you know he still has, like, like, he still has perfect hair at his age now? Bit of soy sauce as fuck, though. Ah, no, aye, aye. But he hasn't lost a single hair. Like, it still looks as thick as I it know. was back then. I know, and yeah. he's still got that volume. You still see you like you see him in like the late eighties and his hair is still much thicker and he's got a moustache and all that you know. Yeah. He kind of looks like a badass like because he's got sunglasses. Like, he, he, like, he looks kind of tough when he was a lot younger. I don't know how to explain. explain yeah, like it. compared to like the wee Weasley man uh, they they become. Uh, he just looked cooler. Yeah. Oh come on, this Wednesday night the Survivor Series. The coffin match! Most people, when they die, are placed into the coffin and they're buried, but they're already dead! In your case, Kabbalah, you're in for a very special treat! My undertaker will defeat you and throw you into the coffin, but you'll still be alive! Oh, yes, you will! And then my undertaker will slam the lid shut. And then all your fears will become reality. Oh, yes. Kamala. Kamala. This Wednesday night, as I beat you into a gruesome bludgeon pulp. 
and heave your rotting carcass into this coffin. Your heart will be racing as I slam this lid shut and as you try and gasp that last bit of air you'll suffocate on your own breath Kamala you will not survive Survivor Series Kamala rest in Coliseum video recap of Undertaker and Kamala's feud here. It's all about Kamala being shipped here to the coffins. Oh, where have we seen this before? Oh, that's right. Every single casket match that the Undertaker Hey, made. hey, coffin match. It's a coffin, oh, coffin match. match right First ever a coffin match. Aye. The Undertaker is making a custom built coffin for Kamala. Paul Bearer's, like, he's, he's got the blueprints. You're thinking, this is going to be like the fucking best coffin ever. He like, used to do this all the time. He's scraping the fucking... Aye, you know, sanding the wood. Sanding it. You know, you think, oh, this is going to be a belter. So the seventh match. I will say this though, sorry. Um, see the bit in that segment where he's talking to the camera and he goes, uh, Kamala, at the Survivor Series, you will rest in peace. And then he just sort of closes the coffin door and it goes black. I legit thought that was really creepy. Yeah. I was like, the well other thing was, like, this is the kind of thing about The Undertaker. He made then. kids cry. Yeah, before. kids were like, hiding from him and shit they were scared of him see that see if you watch his first match there wasn't a character like him it wrestled aye like the creepiest they got and he was pretty creepy actually was Jake Snake Roberts but Undertaker was like something even more monstrous aye. you know I tried to bring some of that back and fucking up a notch when they had more of a budget in like the 2000s mm-hmm. I remember when he possessed Josh Matthews well they've done all sorts of shit like the, the rings fucking shaking uh, and like you know lightning hits a coffin and shit like that that hardest peak with his feud with Kane yeah like like you can't just keep doing that you know like that that's as good as it gets I know you just can't keep doing it over and over again mm-hmm. like you can't keep going to that well yeah anyway the seventh match is the first ever coffin match The Undertaker with Paul Bearer versus Kamala with Harvey Harvey Bevelman and Kim Chi Kim Chi looks like Rorschach from Watchmen yes if he joined the Super Adventure Club <laughs> Tally ho lads Tally ho Apparently it was um, Steve Lombardi That was in that costume Oh right so I, I, I didn't know that I had to uh, do my, mm. a, a, a bit of research Yeah uh, Like I said Kam- Kamala is shite feet the coffins On oh, these big bug eyes Here's another racist gimmick like, Yeah I know right about. I mean isn't Kamala Just a normal dude From Michigan or something I know But like, Vince thinks All black dudes You know You have to be like that there's a funny story because I think it was Jerry the King Lawler who came up with the gimmick for him, mm-hmm. and he, I, I know, uh, and he he's an expert the, on that. Uh, he it? drew the stars and the crescent moon and the face paint. Like he was the guy that came up with all that shit. And apparently for like years, uh, I can't remember Kamala's real name, so I'm just going to call him Kamala. Uh, he was like, "Why is there a banana on my like body paint?" He, like, he didn't know it was a crescent moon. He thought it was a banana. So he thought he was being really racist. Aye, I know, but I was like, he, he, like you seem a bit not bothered by that. Know, you, like, know? you should be fucking cracking up with that. Speaking of like the crescent moon and the stars, after all that hate we take her, it's just, it just comes out with a shitey coffin with a couple of stickers that he got from Raw magazine. 
Fucking on. I thought the stars and the moon was a bit of a nice touch, but it looked a bit like a smiley face. It looked cheap as fuck. If you're asking, if you ask me, but fair enough. See if the Undertaker did legitimately make that in real life. Aye. it would be much more impressive. Well, Paul Bearer actually had connections. What to a funeral home or something? Aye, like he used to work there, like. Sure. Yeah, I used to work at the funeral home. Well, Aye, yeah, we know the story, mate. Like, I know, but it's true. The but Undertaker who was standing there. Because I'm pretty sure um, uh, who's fucking got that podcast instead pop popular now. Uh, oh fuck. Uh, Ruth Pritchard. Oh he, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. He tells a good story about how like him and Paul and Vince had to like uh, go and get that coffin, and you couldn't just buy one. You get, like like you had to have like a license, mm. and there's pictures of like Vince and all that in the coffin. Yeah. It's a pretty good, co- uh, it's a pretty good podcast if you like lies and you yeah. know, regurgitated garbage. Right. And then um, giving you no answers, but just like yeah. dating you the whole right. fucking episode. I right. fuck him when he's fat ass. Listen yeah. to Tony Shabani's one instead. Yeah, he's better. Right. Uh, good Bobby line here. All the women in this town look like Paul Bearer. Because <laughs> <laughs> there's no sunlight. Yeah. <laughs> Undertaker stalks Kamala around the ring. Vintage no selling in the ring by Taxi. Wow, this was annoying. And then he does an old school. This podcast has pure made me hate The Undertaker. Like, yeah. like, it's People, not, me, we've all grown up now to go, fuck that it's guy. It's just made me realise how much of an asshole and a shit wrestler he was. Yeah, like, he really had to, like, it, was, it wasn't until, like, 2007 that he was, like, having those classic matches after yeah, the game, you know? Yeah, yeah, He's the only guy, well, he's, very, he's one of the very few guys that I've seen do that. Like, he became a better wrestler with age. Yeah, like, he know? wanted to, you know, have, like, classic WrestleMania matches after the world. Mm-hmm. So they just shannels yeah. against fucking, you know, like, Jake Snake Roberts and uh, Giant Gonzalez and shit like that. Like, he, he didn't want that to be his legacy. Aye, because this is kind of like his Monster of the Week Aye. Uh, phase where he was just wrestling other freaks. Yeah, you know, and, like, he really couldn't get a good match out of them. Giant Gonzalez, uh, who else was he in? Uh, fucking King Kong Bundy. You know, aye, and like that's a good example because Kamala only knows how to chop, uh, which comes in handy as ninety two taker only knows how to choke, so which he does to Whippleman and Kim Chi. Chop and choke. Yeah, to chop and choke. That Hashtag. that could be their bar and grill together. <laughs> Hashtag chew your food. <laughs> yeah. Traditional Tex Mex and African foods. And it's really fatty. Yeah. Like so, you have to properly like thoroughly chew it, or else you'll you'll choke. <laughs> It's so good, you choke! <laughs> what a fucking... What a slogan. <laughs> like they feel pride of themselves that people have choked to death in a restaurant. Aye, it's like a challenge. Aye, aye they, like, they put their pictures up the wall. Like, <laughs> like a whole of favour, are people turning blue? Very <laughs> lady. Just that, uh, I just think uh, Scott from Dust Till Dawn, the, the Asian guy, is like, killing me, Ken! Ah, yeah, like yeah, him yeah. choking, like somebody looks like him choking, like... Oh, fuck. <laughs> anyway, in 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 Busby Home Alone, look, turning blue. Aye. Uh, Kamala takes a chair to take us back. Scoop slams, but Taker keeps getting sitting up. Oh, it's just like this match, like <laughs> Kamala goes splash daft here. Oh, what know. a fucking match! Uh, it was the, it was the replay where they <laughs> where they played Kamala doing the splash at SummerSlam. Yeah. In the match at SummerSlam, and. Kamala just pure lands on his feet and then falls on the Undertaker, and I was just like, and I hate slagging off wrestlers for doing something wrong because oh, do. they're the ones in the ring and I'm not, you know. Like, oh, but botch a mania, I suppose. But um, it wasn't a botch. It was like like just a very tame, safe, boring way to do that move, and I just went like, "Oh, you are garbage!" <laughs> like, look at the telly. The show ain't no good. <laughs> uh, exactly. Like this is shit. 
fucking Kamala. But I'm not going to turn it. I'm not going to turn it off. Like, yeah. like see when it comes to wrestling, you just watch the whole entire. <laughs> like, even if it's December to December, you're like, I need to watch the whole fucking. Ring '95. Yeah, uh, Bera has the arm. Uh, Kimchi takes away, uh, takes his legs away, and I'm surprised he didn't fucking break the side apron as he fell. Like, <laughs> oh my god, are you talking about Paul Bearer fell? Yeah, it was, it was very elegant. It was like what? Boom! Like, like the cut, like yeah, but like his legs went up. <laughs> yeah, but who the fuck that fat fuck who have just landed so elegant? That's that's what I thought the whole time. Oh well, I guess there's some idiot at home uh, thinking, oh, but they know how to fall. Give me a break. <laughs> or oh, speaking of Jr. and falling. Uh, what? He, like, took a pure nasty fall. When? Uh, like, either yesterday or the day before. During a uh, wrestling event? Oh, no, no, it wasn't during a wrestling event. It was just when he was cutting about the house, I think, like, fell down the stairs, or he fell, like, on concrete or something like that, but his face was banged up. Like, he looked like he had just been beat the shit out of. Can you remember on uh, that Eddie Murphy stand-up where he talked about when his Aunt Bunny fell down the stairs? It was like, you could hear every word. Oh, <laughs> oh Lord, help me breathe! <laughs> like, my shoe! Like, see what you have for like, Oh my God, my shoe! Oh, it's a slower end! Oh my God! Oh, somebody stop the damn man! Oh, somebody stop the damn stairs! Like, <laughs> oh, yes! That'd be brilliant. He's just lying at the bottom of the stairs, like, I'm a human demolition derby! <laughs> Oh yeah, but Sabu said some shit about him on Twitter as well afterwards. Why? I don't know, because he's an arsehole, I guess. Yeah, well, he yeah. is an arsehole. He called him a WWE fuckboy faggot cunt. Like, like all the bad words that you can imagine. <laughs> all, this all the words you can get took off of Twitter for, basically. Uh, he ended up deleting it and everybody thinks he's a piece of shit. Ah, uh, fuck. Uh, fuck Sabu if he's doing uh, that. fuck Sabu. Yeah. Whippleman takes it on and he's urging Kamala to use it, but like, Kamala kicks it away a wee bit, but it's not completely out of the ring. Undertaker just goes, well, I'll use it then. Duff. <laughs> Smacks right. a stupid cunt with it. And the ref counts one, two, three. There's one more thing to do, and that is flip Kamala's big fat ass into the coffin. Nobody explained this, by the way. I know. Nobody explained that you need to pin him and then put him in the coffin. Yeah, because take him in for a pin attempt at the start of this match, and I was like, uh, it's, a, it's a coffin match, what are you doing, mate? And then it ends up that, aye, he was right to do that. Uh-huh. Like, what a fucking stupid Do you know what it reminded me of? Speaking of Crush again, actually. Yeah. Um... You might not remember, but he had like a Falls Count Anywhere match against Savage at WrestleMania 10. Mm -hmm. And the rules of the match were, if you pin your opponent outside of the ring, you have 10 seconds to get back into the ring. And if your opponent doesn't get back into the ring before 10, you win. But if your opponent gets up after they've been pinned and gets back to the ring within 10 seconds, the match continues. What a stipulation. Yeah. The match was about seven minutes long, if that, as well. Ah, it's pretty stupid. Uh, Kamala gets nailed into the coffin and Paul Bearer builds him up the aisle it's, it's, it's pretty fucking morbid shit for kids to watch actually oh yeah they nailed the coffin and yeah we never saw him yeah like, never saw him again I don't know if we never saw him again. I know no, I know was I he one of the ones that didn't stick around no he was on Raw and shit he stuck yeah. around for a wee while Aye. you know if if fucking Triple H can survive Stone Cold picking him up in a fucking car and dropping him you know Kamala's alright nah aye, aye. It, which was it Survivor Series actually 2000 to keep it relevant with the Survivor oh, Series I'm being fine. Fine. Right. World Wrestling Federation Champion Brett the Hitman Hart nailing that 300 pound plus Papa Shango. However, as you saw earlier tonight, some interesting developments that definitely will affect you at the Survivor Series. Intercontinental Champion now Shawn Michaels. That means it's going to be champion versus champion when he meets you Thanksgiving Eve. You know, he said... Intercontinental Champion. Hey, he's not the man that came out here earlier tonight and made the promise 
that he would become the Intercontinental Champion. It was Shawn Michaels. He's not the man that came out here tonight and told everybody that at Survivor Series, I'm gonna take what you think is rightfully you. Hey, 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 guys, please. Why don't you not talk about it and do something about I it? I got news for you, Jack. I don't know how good your memory is. You know who I beat tonight? Do you remember who I beat tonight? Let me remind you a little bit, Hitman. It was the British Bulldog. You remember him, huh? Do you remember him? That's the same guy that humiliated you in front of 80,000 people. And I got news for you, that is nothing. Nothing compared to what Shawn Michaels oh my, is going to so do to you at Survivor Series. Get ready, because you're not going to have that. Hey, 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 you guys, save it. Come on, pal. Come I, on, for one, ladies and gentlemen, will not want to miss that one. Vince, let's get back to you. Yeah. Thank you very much, Mean Gene Arkelin, and now Bobby Heenan will open his gift. Would you get off the phone, please? Wait, we're, on, on. we're back on the air. You're not going to believe what I'm finding out right now. The scoop I have is going to shock the WWF. What? Just the moment. I didn't even care about that dumb gift. Yeah. Can I run this by Missouri again? Again, we certainly hope you've enjoyed the World Wrestling Savage Federation's presentation. Savage and Warrior? Wait, Savage and Warrior at Survivor Series will not go to the ring together as a team. What are you talking wait, wait. about? Which one? What kind of a rumor wait, 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 is wait. this? One of them will have a new partner for Survivor Series. You got to tell me which one. I got to know now. Backstage, Sean Mooney interviews Intercontinental Champion. Like that kind of weird way that it sounds. Intercontinental like. Champion. <laughs> Sean Michaels. He denies getting manager Sensational Sherry injured. So, like, I, I think it's something to be. Yeah, like. she was conspicuous by her absence round about here because I was really like sort of I like I was looking forward to seeing a pure, uh, like gorgeous done up Sensational Sherry doing a belter a promo with her balcony out. Oh fuck yeah! Yeah. But, what a pair! Yeah. But uh, Sean, I think. He put her in, in the way of danger to save himself. This was the segment where Shawn Michaels smashed the mirror over Sensational Series' yeah. face. Um, which is a fun fact. Got Mark Dallas into wrestling. That's oh, there you go. Yeah. Mark Dallas of ICW. Yeah. The, yeah, I probably should explain that. The owner of ICW. Yeah. Uh, he gets down to the maths. He says that Brett's belt's on the line, not his. So he can come in with one belt and leave with two. Whereas Brett can only retain his belt. Yeah, he doesn't win the Arcadial belt. So he's got more to win, basically. Yeah. Uh, that's what he's saying. Everything to gain, nothing to lose. So it's all, all, all maths here. Yeah. Which leads us on to a main event match for the WWF Heavyweight Championship. Shawn Michaels versus Bret Hart. But before we get to the match backstage, Mean Gene talks to Bret about his scientific knowledge. He says he's a fighting champ and he's won all his matches with a sharpshooter. Like, is it, like, he, he fought like Berserker and shit like that on, like, mm -hmm. uh, like, on the house show circuit. Uh, like, uh, obviously, he beat Obviously, earlier on, he beat them out in 30 seconds. Oh, the pure tried to make this laundry list of people that he's fought sound really impressive. And, and, it, was and like, it fucking wasn't. Fucking the Berserker, the Mountie, Virgil, fucking... Kamala. <laughs> Kamala. <laughs> I think Kamala was in the list. Yeah. But like you said, I mean, they had no roster. Like, who's who? Like, fucking people. Like, like, all the better guys are too busy on the phone backstage doing yeah. the hotline thing. Yeah, basically. I love how like he actually it sounded like they actually were talking to people in that bit. That was pretty funny. I even they, they yeah. missed a perfect Randy Savage and uh, who else was on the Tatanka. I like they were Aye. taking your calls. I be like, oh, hey Judy, how are you? You enjoying yourself? You enjoying the pay per view? Yeah, it's absolutely perfect. <laughs> they just saying like random shit, um, and then uh, fucking it comes back to Vince talking to Bobby. It's like, why don't you call him? And he's like, I'll call him something. Oh, I'll, I'll call them something. Like, like, like remember we're live on TV. It's like, oh, what you no good, lion. Then he just sort of like turns round, folded up. 
Vince is like, oh, alright, moving on. <laughs> oh, it's so funny. Anyway, a bit of Thanksgiving part from Brett, and then he says that he grafted his way to the top, basically. Yeah. And, and that's it. Aye. Uh, but, uh, now How young and happy does he look here? I know. Aye. Like, he's got his whole life ahead of him, but he doesn't realise that whole life's a fucking misery. Aye, like, he's always been, like, a kind of subtle, sort of, like, like, he, he doesn't seem like the kind of guy he just sort of take a step back and enjoy it enjoy it no you know like, he's taking the responsibility of being yeah, the head guy yeah but having said that I think this is the Bret Hart equivalent of him being really happy that he's world champion just now yeah like he doesn't yeah. really smile but you know like, Vince hasn't broken him yet basically mm. I think that's the best way to fucking yeah. explain it uh, the bell rings both these mathematicians tie up this is algebra versus trigonometry mate because like, all this fucking maths part are just oh yeah, yeah 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 uh, a bit of mat wrestling, then shoving from a frustrated HBK. Uh, trading arm locks, Brett works HBK's arm. It's a slow, methodical start to the match, but we've later found out this is because Sean says that he didn't, he didn't feel like he was fit enough to go the length of this match, so if Brett could um, just, like, like, I just like, slow it down a wee bit, mm-hmm. because like Brett had it in mind like a lot quicker match than this, mm-hmm. like, like a lot faster paced match. Yeah, Sean was a lot, what is it? Green. Like, well, it, 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 it was more a tag team wrestler. He was just, still finding his feet. Like, he, he wasn't the finished article yet by any means. Nah. Uh, like, this is his first big opportunity, and it's just by luck that the both of them were in the fucking main event because of circumstances. Yeah. Uh, HBK tries uh, Amlock on Brett. Uh, he's embarrassed by Brett, who just knocks him outside the ring. Like, like he just kind of wriggles out it, and then once he gets back up the side apron, Brett just grabs his ropes and yanks him back in. I've always loved that. He looks stupid in wrestling. Yeah, it's like the the toss. Uh, it's just called a toss when you go through move sets. Yeah. It's like the thing where you grab the both guys' legs and then fall back, and the guy fucking goes flying yeah. above your head. It's just like a lot of cooperation and Aye. just suspension of disbelief. The pace picks up both men. No, not really, because DDP did it to Jimmy King and Ready to Rumble, and yeah, did it without his help. Yeah. Uh, did, pa- did a shoot toss. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the pace picks up. Both men have an answer for each other's maneuvers. Uh, Brett. Always John Michaels, you're a great wrestler. You've got so many great moves. <laughs> I laughed at that. He said, That's like an attitude kind of soundbite. Yeah. Like a WF attitude game. Aye. It's such shit. you got so many great moves. Uh, Brett always finds uh, finding a way back to HBK's arm. Like Brett was always good at that. Like just pinpointing on like a body part. Yes. HBK catches Brett off the ropes. He drops Brett hard foot first onto the top rope. Like I said, the fucking... The foot to the top rope always happens in this era of wrestling. I poke to Brett's eye, Brett then runs into the middle of the ring post. Bit of clumsy fuck at this bit of the match, actually. Mm. HBK targets the right shoulder of Brett, throws him hard into the corner, and he gets a great sound off it. Like the way Brett just smacks off that turnbuckle. It's it's as if it killed him. Oh, I know. I mean, they put shit into the turnbuckles now to make it make noise. Yeah, but but this just sounded like a clunk. Like a guy fucking smashing into a steel fence. But I've seen Brett get this noise out of it like, in a few matches. Like mm. he, was, he was always good at that. Uh, a chin lock, chin lock to wear Brett down now. And Brett can't get out. It's pretty boring this bit. Uh, desperate elbows and HBK catches him with a drop kick. Brett hits a swing net breaker, but then HBK just punches Brett in the throat. <laughs> <laughs> he tries to choke Brett out here. Like he's like, you know, he's, he's got him down the mat. He's choking yeah. him. And Brett charges him into the corner. Big bulldog by Brett, he misses with the elbow. HBK does a flying elbow off the ropes. HBK really applying the pressure now on the chokehold, he's gotten back down the mat again. Brett breaks out and does a small package. He hits a backdrop, then a slingshot in at the corner. HBK begs off now because he's had too much of Brett. 
Brett Yanks at the top rope as HBK is caught in a compromising position. A back drop, drop to a hold, back breaker, then an elbow drop. And H- like, HBK looks really good here for like kicking out. You know, he's, he's showing he's got a lot of heart. Yeah. Make yourself famous, kid. Uh, big superplex, both men are spent. The ref is sandwiched at the corner as Brett chokes HBK. HBK knocks Brett to the outside and then throws him at the ring post. Scoop slam to the mat. Hard throw to the corner, backdrop, and Brett kicks out to HBK's frustration this time. Brett nearly wins with a roll-up and HBK catches him with a super kick. And I'm just like, come on, shoot up the band, but he's just not HBK yet. He's just not like the fucking nah, heartbreak, he's kid. Not the heartbreak kid. No, but like, that was a moment in the match. I was like, come on, fucking start hitting the mat. Yeah. It, it just felt like something was missing. Uh, Brett bites HBK, you know, very face of him, you know. <laughs> uh, and another backdrop by HBK, kick out. Brett catches HBK off the ropes and he ties... HBK up but he's not like completely tied up and he sort of suckers Brett in and Brett just kind of bashes off the fucking ropes here aye uh, Brett catches HBK off the top rope and he locks in the sharpshooter to retain the title and this the next time we'll see a submission end a pay-per-view is 2001 with Austin tapping to Angle I think it's unforgiven wow because it's very rare for, yeah. for a for a I know this win. Is the first time, but I didn't know it was going to be the last time indefinitely like till 2001 so oh, wow, last like, 9 like, years aye fuck Nearly ten. Well, I'm just over nine years. If yeah. it happened, if it happened in uh, no, no, no. what's it called? Well, I'm, I'm, I'm not a mathematician like HBK and Brett, but uh, well, I mean, like, <laughs> what was it? The most, uh, the most, arguably the most scientific wrestler in the. Uh, oh, aye. Oh no, what was it when Brett? But uh, Brett, when Brett was making his entrance, uh, what was it? Vince is jizzing over him. Uh, he's like that. The most uh, scientific wrestler in the world, maybe of all time, and he was like, no. He's like, Flair. Flair. <laughs> <laughs> so as Brett said... I can imagine, like, when Bobby says that, he's not even looking at the ring. Like, he's just, like, thinking about fucking Perfect and Flair. Yeah, and yeah. how he's going to kill Perfect in his sleep. <laughs> so as uh, Brett said about the title, fucking Santa comes down, because we're not going to have a, another pay-per-view, so they've got to get Christmas in there somewhere. So I guess this is the last televised thing that WWE would be doing in two th- in nineteen eighty two. Yeah, like maybe they'd done like a Madison Square Garden show. Well, in fact, I, I doubt it. Where these fucking crowds are getting mm. um, near Christmas time, but yeah, this is the last televised. Maybe show. in a garden somewhere near Madison Square. Yeah, would be better. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> They'll be lucky if they sell at a bingo hall at this point. You know? <laughs> but uh, yeah, like Santa comes in, it's just a, just fucking cheesy ass ending to the show no, I know it was so weird it took all the sort of like that was a really good wrestling matchness out yeah. of it what do you think of this match do you, do you, do you think it's um, stood the test of time I really enjoyed it it's really slow but I like that I don't mind yeah know? and with the backstory you have to be great. in the right mood for it though yeah. it's not like it's not something that I would go out of my way to show a non-wrestling fan what good wrestling can be like but I would say that the crowd are in it in a different way than they are like Ultimate Warrior or Hulk Hogan are in a match. Like, there was a lot of the like, crowd were invested. Aye, there was a lot of like oohs and ahs aye, like, during this match I noticed. I think, you know. see, if anyone listening goes back and watches this match, you've got to remember how groundbreaking a lot of this was to a mainstream audience. Mm-hmm. Like what these two were doing, this was unheard of, especially in the main event. Yeah, these two were a bit like, like back then the equivalent of say somebody like, like Dean Malenko and Eddie Guerrero. Yeah. And ECW. Yeah. Aye. So, like, it's definitely the best match that Sean and Brett have had. Aye. Uh, do you think? Do you think it's better than the Iron Man match? Iron Man? Aye. Oh. I mean, that match is good, but it's, you know, like, I, d- I don't think it's as good as people say it is, you know? But I did like that it actually went to a, to a draw. I thought that was pretty smart. 
Like, I know people are like, oh, that's overkill, but I actually thought that was like a nice wee kind of... The first time I saw it, I knew it was going to go into a draw, like, about, about 40 minutes in. I yeah. was like, ah, oh, they're going to do, do a draw. Yeah. My, like, my favourite, and this might be like back to our, like, our generation thing, but my favourite Iron Man match is The Rock versus Triple H. Triple H. I think I've written uh, good about the attitude there and just, like, a good, exciting match. The Brock Lesnar and Kurt Angle. That's my second. The episode of Smackdown, can't remember when, but... Yeah, 2003. Aye. Aye, that's uh, up there as well. But yeah, definitely Triple H and The Rock for me. Plus sentimental value, like you know, playground talk. That's a thing. great Iron Man match. Yeah. Like you, like you don't have to explain yourself. Yeah. That's a great match. Yeah. But uh, back to Survivor Series 1992. What was your match of the night? Uh, I'll I'll just go with the main event. Yeah, me too. I think yeah. like, uh, hands down. Aye. Um, any like MVPs? Any any standouts? Uh, I would say for me and you talking about it, Razor Ramon. I'm going to go with Razor as well on this. Because, like, I, I feel like we say Bobby, but I always say Bobby, so... Yeah, yeah, yeah me too. You're like, you can't really wrong, but like, I just feel like we've kind of talked him up a wee bit here. Yeah, I like that he just really came across as this sort of, like, hungry young wrestler that's yeah. in the big leagues now, and he doesn't want to mess it up. He wants to make an impression, and he wants to... Like, like he... Like, if I was watching this and saw him for the first time, mm. I would be like, after the show was finished, I'd legit think I would be like I liked him by the way he was cool you know yeah the sad thing is that Razor won't end up just being like mid card for life for a wee bit he was one of the greatest intercontinental champions kind of guys yeah but he could never like break that glass ceiling like that's always the way that Scott Hall felt yeah the, and, and he was like nah I'm just, I'm just going to get like, a better deal here but I, you're right in 1982 he is hungry and he's out to prove himself I personally thought the same thing about Kevin Nash as well yeah like I know they put the belt on him for a year but it was during like 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 because I know in terms of like buy rates and stuff like that, but things are only going to get worse. Oh, definitely. At this point in the next. Yeah, like this years. is just the start. Yeah. yeah. This is just the fucking start. Aye. Like, 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 uh, like I said uh, later on, like you know, like, I think it's only like Yokozuna, Razor Ramon, HBK, and Brett, like people like that that are left after this. Yeah, like this is the start of the new generation, and it was a bumpy start. Yeah, like, because like we've lost. Like, does Ted DiBiase go? Ted DiBiase sticks around, but he's more of a manager after a while. Yeah, uh, like as a in-ring wrestler. Yeah, he starts the Million Dollar Corporation, which is one of the most forgettable, like shit factions in the history of the company. Yeah, it's a shame, but uh, I can't even remember who was in it. Yeah, I fucking I know Bam Bam might have been in it. Uh, I'm I'm honestly like at a loss here. Yeah, that's how uh, like forgettable it was. Uh, you know, I'm pretty sure IRS was still in it. He stuck around for ages. Couldn't get rid of him. Yeah. Until Nitro came along and he came on his fucking what was it? Uh, <sighs> something Wall Street. Yeah. And he still kind of had the money gimmick. Yeah. You know. But it's yeah. But I feel like this pay per view is a good a, a good ending. Yeah. Pretty much perfect four pay per views for this year. Yeah. Like the the Rumble ruled WrestleMania. I mean, personally, I mean you like that. It's not like a pure fan favorite, but go back and watch it again. It's actually a lot better than you might think. Absolutely. Aye. It's like it's better name than fucking the other one. And then Psycho said kicks out of the leg drop, and you can see Hogan kind of die inside. Aye, <laughs> like he's gonna get fucking holes in him, like he's Arn Anderson. Yeah, uh, you got SummerSlam, which I hope you pick out for for like SummerSlam. Ah, we will eventually. I mean, uh, yeah. like cause I would, I would like to finish off this year, like doing all the pay per views because um, we're pretty much like for some reason we've. Been, we've been stuck on 91, 92 right now. And, oh, right, right, and right. I, I, I just want a, a clean sweep soon. Just to really oh, so we can finish it. one whole year? Yeah. Uh, hold on, are we close to doing that anywhere? 
Well, this one, we're, we're halfway there because right, we, still, we, we still need to pick out Mania, we still need to pick out right, yeah, yeah. SummerSlam. Yeah, cool. right, but right. Uh, next time you'll see us in the retrospective podcast will be for Rumble Jumble. That's in January. And uh, obviously, we've got a lot to talk about when it comes to ICW. Yeah, we'll do some we'll more ICW. Uh, like we'll, loving. we've got about at least four episodes on ICW coming out in the next couple of weeks. So we just thought we'd take a wee stop here to look back on a Survivor Series because Survivor Series 2018 is on tonight. I know, I'm glad as, we're actually uh, as doing we record it. I'm so. glad we're doing it before the pay-per-view yes. this time. So uh, thanks for listening. If you did, uh, maybe you learned a few things. Uh, yeah, I know what I did, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> So, you know, give us a wee like if you liked it. Yeah. Um, definitely. It's nice to be... Nice to, it's nice to be... It's, it's nice to be first over. Nice, we, we never get feedback. Yeah. You know, we don't know what we're doing wrong yet. Yeah. Uh, no, well, maybe like we are gods or like we are on top of the mountain with the stone tablets and everyone just yeah. listens. Maybe we are big in Japan. Yeah. Like Spinal Tap. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, like a big gay following in Iran or something. Oh, I'd love a big gay following in Iran. That'd yeah. be so weird. Yes. <laughs> and on that... Yeah, can't feel, fellow fuckers. Stay hydrated. Peace.